And welcome to another Hero Ball podcast. Instead of the two-man fast break like we had last week, we got the three-man weave once again. Got joining me, Richard and Ethan. Fellas, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Uh, I'm back on the podcast. I, I unfortunately did not jump on last time, and, and, and the Pistons paid for it. After winning five straight, I missed a podcast, and then they started losing at three straight. It was awful. So uh, I'm back today hoping for good things this week for, for my Pistons. I gave you the shouts out. I, I know. I heard. I heard you shout out, but I, I, my presence wasn't there. So I was working the lines for you. Just could, my voice doesn't carry the same gravitas as uh, one Richard does. <laughs> well, at least, <laughs> at, least, at, least for home, at least for my team. So yeah, exactly. All right, and on today's pod, we're looking at some moves, some values, and some possible players who need to be moved. The first thing we're going to talk about is that three-team trade that occurred recently between the Bucks, Cavaliers. And Wizards, then talk a little bit about Eric Gordon, then go on to one Luka Doncic. Fellas, there was a trade that occurred, three-man, three-team trade. Richard, you want to go ahead and break down that trade for us? Yeah, sure. So, so we, what we would consider the best person in the deal, I suppose, would probably be what, George Hill. I mean, George Hill going to the Bucks uh, along with Jason Smith and a 2021 20, second-round pick from Washington. Now, with this, it allows them to get off of some money, money that was going to be tied up in Matthew DeLavadova. Uh, I, I forget, was John Henson, did he have money beyond this year as well? Yes, he did. So, so it allows them to get off of that money there so that this offseason, with Chris Middleton coming up and, and just with their plans for trying to surround Giannis with the best team possible, that's the Bucks' motivation here. Uh, so they, they got that. They sent out Delhi and John Henson to the Cleveland Cavaliers along with a uh, 2021 first round pick from Milwaukee and a 2021 second round pick via Milwaukee and a 2022 second round pick from Washington. So Washington ends up uh, sending out a couple of second round picks here, but the Wizards get Sam Decker and they get one of their own picks back. So the Wizards just trying to, I guess, shake things up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But essentially, this is a, a trade between the Bucks and the Cavs. And Matthew, one Matthew Delavadova <laughs> going back to Cleveland, signaling that Cleveland recognizes, okay, guys, it's time to tank. Yeah. Now, so the second round picks that are being spent here, it's basically to get, get off Jason Hill or Jason Smith. Yeah, good good combination Jason, of names. Jason there. Smith and George Hill going same place. Cool. Just call him Jason Hill. Jason, call him, call him Jason Smith making $5 million. And while that's not a significant amount of money and it does expire, the, the Wizards are nice and snug in the tax. So sending off $5 million and bringing on two is actually a pretty pretty good deal for them yeah. if it just costs a second round pick that you know this team probably is not equipped to manage particularly well so that's that's something that happened um you know the Cavs they get rewarded for having George Hill you know the funny story funny thing is like I last year had a trade for George Hill going to Milwaukee for Matthew Delvadova and John Henson <laughs> from the Kings and it was a similar structured trade it's just kind of funny to see that take place now that he's on the Cavs. So, yeah, George Hill, I believe, has $3 million guaranteed of his next year's salary. So they're not going to bring him back, and that's going to open up a lot more money um, come this offseason to retain Chris Middleton, potentially also Eric Bledsoe, but also give them flexibility 
to potentially go sign someone else if if that is um indeed their intention. So I think it's a pretty good trade for almost all teams involved. The Cavs are going to be stinkier. I mean, John Henson's not been having a terrible year, but you know, Bucks get a, a you know reliable backup point guard, and you know a guy who can shoot and Jason Smith. The Wizards, you know, basically just reduce their luxury tax, and the the Cavs are going to be bad. So I think it's a great trade for all teams, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is the rare win-win-win trade where, you know, everyone's getting exactly what they want. I mean, the Bucks getting cap flexibility, maybe even a player to, you know, I mean, I, I mean, is where's George Hill going to get minutes? I don't know. He might. But uh, the Cavs, you know, they get worse. They get to relive the Delhi days. And so, I mean, for them, they're, they're like trying to relive the good old days with, with Matthew Devil Delavadova, the person who, you know, basically, you know, was key, key in them getting to the finals and putting up fights against the warriors and you know they have him and they have like the son of an old player so I mean, they're, they're really just kicking it back and trying to fill the seats in any way they possibly can while being awful which is really what they should do mm-hmm. and the wizards i mean if there was anyone i mean i don't know fine i guess they get off they get some money but yeah that's that's important if you're the washington wizards i suppose no i suppose no, that owner ha- happy. That <laughs> do you get? Do you guys see this? Like you guys are talking about, you don't know. You're going to see how George Hill is going to fit with everything. Do you guys see this helping out the Bucks in the long run? I mean, switching out Delva Dover for one George Hill does it help him out with that guard death or or not? I mean, it helps them out long term enough as like beyond this year. I don't know how much it helps them this year. I mean, they're doing fine just as is. I don't think it can really hurt. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, do I think George Hill makes an impact this year? And that's I what I'm wondering. Like, maybe not. Because but... like when I when I first saw the trade, I was like, oh, they got these things coming up in the future. Some contract, like they're going to have to sign some new contracts, sign some, re-sign some players, and they're just going to want to get money. But I'm like, is there any value in the players for this year? I was wondering where you guys thought about that. George Hill is pretty good insurance for Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George Hill, like when he's healthy, he's still a good shooter. He's not yeah. gonna be, he's not a prober anymore, but he can catch and shoot. He plays decent defense. Like he just he's much he's a big upgrade off of Del Vadova. You don't really need Henson at the center position because you have between Lopez and Thon Maker. I, I I don't think you need any more center depth. Ilya Sova slides down to center and s- s- flops around a little bit at that position as well. A lot. He flops a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think this is just a depth a depth move because I I think Brogdon does a good job swapping between the one and one and two when he comes in the game. But it's it's just a, it's a good trade to get more depth and cap space in the in the following season. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Plus, George Hill, like, no one's going to be mad if, like, if Eric Bledsoe gets hurt and George Hill has to start. It's all of a sudden you're actually pretty happy about that. Yeah. And the other good thing about this trade, just overall as a whole, is that this trade gets done on the day that allows them, if they want these players to get traded at deadline day, they still can. And so that's that's also the beauty of this trade getting done when it did. Swap Jason Smith for an even even wider. Shooter your center. Oh man, when T- when TJ Leaf gets traded for Jason Smith later on in the season, it's gonna be beautiful. Oh man, uh, do guys please don't talk about that. Please don't. I was watching TJ Leaf got some more minutes because Sabonis was injured against the Magic, and just watching TJ Leaf, it's like, what were we thinking? 
the ghost of Larry Bird always persists. I'm already looking at the draft board, seeing who the next TJ Leaf the Pacers are going to draft. I'm sure Ethan will let me know before it happens. Luke May. We're getting Luke May. I already know that. No. <laughs> Luke, Luke May is one of the best players in college basketball who's not in consideration as an NBA prospect. But, Ethan, you never know. I do Pacers, know. Pacers like to pull these stuff out of nowhere. Now, moving on from there. Recently, we have some, as you guys have seen, with the Houston Rockets, currently in 14th place in the West. doesn't matter much where the teams are separated 1 through 14 by a few games. Eric Gordon has come out and said, I'm just not having fun, man. I'm just not. This sucks. Even the times where I have good games, we're, we're just not using some guys the right way. Are we going to make the right sacrifices? Do we have the right attitude? Is this the beginning of the end for one Eric Gordon's time in Houston? And who and how in the world can we think of a possible trace scenario for him that makes every team happy or works out? Is Eric Gordon, does he recognize that um, Carl Anthony is no longer on the team? I, I don't know if, if he's aware of that or not, but. Who do you think, who do you think he's thinking team. about? Who do you think he's, he's talking about? We're talking about making sacrifices. That's what, that's what I was trying to figure out because he's, he's, he's kind of doing that passive-aggressive, like, hey, get your act together without saying a name. Yeah, right? I mean, looking at this team, it's like the only people who have anything that they could possibly sacrifice. He's talking about James, James Harden. Harden? I mean, James Harden and Chris Paul are the only guys who you can really look at and say they're the guys who, if sacrifices are made, they make sacrifices. Everyone else is just a catch-and-shoot and dunk threat. I mean, what does Michael Carter-Williams have to sacrifice? I mean, it's just, his, just like his himself, body. his body. <laughs> it's, it's Isaiah Hartenstein. He's, he needs to get off that his contract in general and just not exist anymore. That's that's something. Not right. like, there's, there's not like it's, it's one of those comments that you're like, well, what, what exactly, what exactly are you trying to say here? Because you don't really have a motive, like other than like you're stinking right now. Unfortunately, Eric Gordon, like when, when we were talking about Jimmy Butler and Eric, Eric, Eric Gordon, I was defending Eric Gordon, saying, you know, he's actually not that much worse than Jimmy Butler. And I wasn't, I wasn't saying it as like I would rather have him. But I was saying at thirteen and a half million versus you know twenty million and a supermax coming close to a supermax coming, I would actually rather have Eric Gordon because he's never going to get that. And you know that was probably not well conceived. But no, it was not. It it was it was it was the right thought for the for the moment. I know. I, I in fact in the moment gave you much pushback uh, on that. Just just to be just to be clear, so that everyone is aware, um, Eric Gordon has. Not been not been playing very well at all. Shooting what thirty percent from three this this year, which is not what you need from him. I mean, no. th- his decline. I mean, what do you, what what do you want to attribute his decline to? Other than well, he's just turned he turned thirty this year. Um, is it just that there's not as much space out there that for him to work with, or is he just doinking shots? It, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all. Like when I've watched him play. He's he's still you know got a decent dribble drive game. He's getting he's getting to the rim when people close out hard, but he's just you know he's just missing shots. And I don't know if it's like maybe it's something to do with the way James Harden is playing because I feel like James Harden is settling for more more threes than normal, which is not necessarily bad because he's shooting thirty seven percent, which is yeah. you know pretty pretty much around where he shoots because all of his threes are difficult off the dribble ones. Um, 
but maybe he's just, you know, dribbling the air out of the ball a little bit too much. Eric and Gordon's expecting the ball sooner and he's not getting it. Like it's it's one of those things that's hard hard to exactly tell. But he's not playing well. And he like I it was funny to listen to the Dallas broadcast. I was watching that game last night and they're like and he had a nice dunk, like, Oh, you think he's having fun now? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and he'd miss a three. Well, he's probably not having much fun at this point. And that's what I was telling you about, Richard, last yeah. night. It is it was some pretty funny Homer stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, not, aside from the fact when Chris Paul took a three and he got fouled, they went, Oh no. <laughs> reacting reacting as uh, home court officials. Yeah. Sorry, home court announcers tend to uh, tend to react. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty entertaining stuff. I usually don't listen to the sound, but I'm actually all out of podcasts. I finally caught all the way up. My goodness, we gotta get you some new ones out here. So, the the, the question with this remains: Okay, so so are we gonna try to force a trade where we're getting you know I don't know seventy cents on the dollar for him, or you know are we just trying to ride it out and say well. So, I mean, we're just, we'll hope that you find your shot. Hope that the right people who you think need to make sacrifices begin to make sacrifices. Basically, hopefully, we just start winning. And if we win, you, everyone's happy. I mean, yeah. what what's the route that we should take with this? Well, we we've tried to get you know players that can contribute. Like we've talked about a Kent Bazemore. We've talked about um, like Amon Shumpert as an expiring but guy who's contributing for the the Kings right now. Like we've talked about these different teams, but the most difficult thing is that he makes $13 million, $13.5 million a year, which is a super, like not really committing to you were paying this guy versus this, this guy's going to get quite a bit of money kind of contract. So it's, it's, it's hard to find a, a natural pairing, especially with like just one team. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Finding just a one, one team for one team trade is honestly just awful because you're right. That 13 million doesn't quite fit uh, for the most part, the caliber of people that would be an improvement. And if, if that, if that would be an improvement, why, why does the other team really have any incentive to do so? Right. Uh, I mean, it, it's really, it's really tricky when you begin to work with it and believe, believe, believe us listeners. We've been trying, we tried so much that we broke tradenba.com today um, we were trying so hard uh, doing some three team trades and I found a couple that were okay, but then the site just basically collapsed into oblivion. Don't really know what's going on with it, but what about this trade? I was threw together for the Kings cause I hadn't actually looked at the Kings that much. Iman Shumpert, Ben McLemore and, uh, Justin Jackson for Gore- Eric Gordon and Marquise Chris. I mean, I guess, but it, you're, you're really like. That seems super panicky for Daryl Morey, right? It does. I mean, because because like the best person you're getting is you. I mean, cost controlled Justin Jackson at a, a position of need. I guess so. So the the trades that I had, that I had come up with three team trade. Um, I mean, I, I, see, I can't even I can't even go back and view the trade that I made. It's a sad story, trade NBA. Um, but, but essentially the idea was you know Kent Bazemore going. Uh, to the to, uh, to the Rockets, um, you had a, a couple other wings. I think I had uh, did I have Brembry. I think I had Brembry going there as well. Um, but so we had, we had basically had Solomon Hill and a bunch of trash. Oh, I had Etwan Moore going there. We took Brembry out. We wanted to keep the podcast together, so we threw in Vince Carter instead of Brembry. Um, Vince Carter, uh, Baysmore, and Etwan Moore going there. So that gives you at least you know two wing players and then Vince Carter who never you know ages uh 
get get those three guys in there to fill the void. And Eric Gordon going back to the Pelicans, um, you know, somehow doing that there. And we also threw Shumpert over there to the Pelicans as well, just because they need some wing wing depth um, on, on their end. When it, when it was all said and done, um, it worked out. It was fine, but it just it just seemed very unlikely, as do all these trades that we're trying to come up with. And so it's, I mean, it, it, for me, I just read it out because what else are you going to do? Well, oh, that most recent trade I threw up there is, is a little intriguing to me because it, it, especially if you can get a pick out of the, out of the Rockets, like if you can get another first, like either a first round pick, like basically all, all you're doing is saying, we'll take a little bit better player than Shumpert. He hasn't been playing better this year, but a little bit better player than Shumpert with one more year. And we're getting another first round pick that we, you know, technically spent on Justin Jackson. Okay, cool. I'll take that trade if you're the Kings. Mm-hmm. But if you're the Rockets, like then there again, like okay, when Iman Shumpert cools off, you're he's not good anymore. He's expiring. So may, what you get, you have a little bit of money to spend, but you're still like already so, like you have like no, you have no money. Because like you're already over the tax line right now, so if these some of these contracts, like based on uh, ESPN trade machine, they're eight million dollars, almost nine million dollars over the tax line. So if Amon Shumpert, when he um, expires, that's that's three million dollars just under the tax when he expires at the end of the season. That's not cap space to go sign someone. Like so, you're still putting yourself in a predicament. Like that's why the Justin ja- Jackson part of the trade's exciting because he's got multiple years and at a position of need in terms of a six eight small forward. I mean, it's just there's there's nothing good out there for Eric Gordon right now, and it's unfortunate because he's a really good player and he's just having such a down year that like even teams that would maybe trade for him, like let's say a Bucks before this George Hill trade, they, they'd want to get another you know shooting guard into their rotation. N- not anymore. Not now. Like what? What for? What reason? Like there's none. So I I went to trade NBA trade machine. So this is the one I was trying before the site crashed. Kent Bazemore, Iman Shumpert to the Rockets. Atlanta gets the corpus of Brandon Knight and Zach Randolph. Sacramento gets Eric Gordon and Dwayne Dedman. And first round picks galore go to the Atlanta Hawks because yeah, Brandon Knight's bad. But I mean, but I mean, maybe, maybe I mean maybe you he back and he's healthy and then he's good. Yeah, I guess. Who knows? They get, off, they get off that money. They get off the long term base more money. But it is one of the funniest things that the the Suns had three point guards between Bledsoe, Dragic, and, and Isaiah Thomas, and now they have none. Yeah, it's just, it is a funny, funny thing that Phoenix Suns organization. The brand Another funny thing. That that they about them, if we're ready to go this direction, is that they passed on one Luka Doncic. Ooh, they did, they did. After bringing in the 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 coach that he had on was the Slovenian team. Yeah, Slovenian national team for EuroBasket. Brought him in, and then we're like, you know what? Let's go DeAndre Ayton. Where DeAndre Ayton really, really wants to make it to that second contract. I think that's the type of guy we want on our team. So overblown. I know. So I'm just mismatched. But, but here's, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It, I mean, if anyone knows that, you know, we here at the Hero Ball Podcast, along with a number of other people, really liked Luka Doncic. And we, I mean, I thought that he would have been a great player 
to go to um, to go to the Phoenix Suns. Basically, I think he would have been willing to go there. He wouldn't have been willing to go to the Sacramento Kings. But point is, Ethan, if you, you were watching the game last night with, with the Homer announcers for the Dallas Mavericks and you saw the onslaught that was Luka Doncic. Yeah. Willing was, them to a victory over the Houston Rockets. It was so funny watching that game because I was watching Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan kick the ball around and some dribble handoffs. And Luka was just standing in the corner not doing anything. And I'm sitting there like, man, is this guy going to – like he, he's the best player on this team now. He needs to go get this ball. And then not, not a minute later when the game was – I thought was out of hand and was over, he's like, okay, let's see if we can do something here. And he brought him back 11-0 run. It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff, to be honest. Yeah, beautiful step backs over Capella. It was it was awesome. And the the thing is too, we sit here as members of Hero Ball Pod who are clamoring for this guy should be a high pick or higher pick than he was, knowing that the exact same moves he was making he was doing in Europe. Because he was in Europe, though, people are like, he's not gonna be able to get that off in the NBA. Because if you go back to his Euro League highlights, that step back move, especially like the last one on Capella, was almost a mirror image of what he was doing. And Ethan was right. I was able to actually, I was also able to watch some of the game as well. Me, I was just sitting there not doing anything last night. And as I was, and as I was watching it, it seemed as though he can get that step back off anytime he wanted. It just seems like if you're an NBA player, you want to be elite, you have to have one move that you almost know it's almost unguardable and you're going to get your shot off no matter what. And he kind of has that move. Yeah. He creates so much space because he, because people forget, even though he's overweight and not, not a physical specimen at the moment, the man is still 6'8". <laughs> he creates separation. Like, he's a big dude. And, like part, of the, like, part of the reason you can't just, like, sell out for that he's going to step back on you is because he, he has the size to go in and bully you on the inside if, if he gets a step there, too. Like, mm-hmm. he is a complete player in that sense. And, man, if he ever gets in, like, a really good shape, it's going to be terrifying because what won't he be able to do? Yeah. So, so my question with all of this is, guys, here, here's, here's the question I have for you. Obviously, the Dallas Mavericks are not going to trade Luka Doncic. They're not. I mean, they've, they've, this is their pick. They're going to be – they're basically going to hope he stays there for his entire career. But just as, you know, a Bill Simmons exercise, what is Luka Doncic's trade value right now? Because you know, you know how Bill Simmons would go through his, you know, this uh, is this is the rankings problem. for trade value and stuff like that. I just want to know specifically, Luka Doncic, what's the line of things that you would or would not trade for Luka Doncic? Like, okay, I would do this. Maybe I'd think about this. At this point, no, I would not trade, um, you know, Luka Doncic. Um, I would not trade trade this player away for him, whatever the case may be. I want to know what is his trade value uh, for you guys? What do you think? Mm. Well, I better at least be getting a current all-star back. This has to be a, I'm going, that's where I'm going. I think Luka Doncic is going to be an all-star within the next five years. So I better be getting at least a current all-star, not a former all-star. Let's put that out there. Cause that's. So, so let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. What teams, what teams, like if you, if you're a different team, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the players that you say, eh, I'm not going to offer this player for Luka Doncic? I'm not going to trade Anthony Davis for Luka Doncic. Like that that type of thing, right? So uh-huh. who are those players? Who are those players? Um, Kawhi Leonard. You're not trading Kawhi Leonard. So so like oh, but, but, you're unsure. But, if if you mean, 
Kawhi Leonard, we don't know if he's going to come back after this year. So that's that's something we have to take into consideration uh, here, right? Those are some things we have to take into consideration. I I mean, what do you think, Ethan? Hmm. I heard everyone on the Miami Heat for him. Okay, everyone on my so no one on the Miami Heat is uh, is even. Yeah, you know, I I don't think I would trade everyone on the Detroit Pistons for Luka Doncic. There's not one person that I would say nope, you can't have him for Luka Doncic. So that's two 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 complete yeah. NBA teams wow. who just say say that. So let's do it this way. Let's let's start from the bottom of the Eastern Conference and just go up and and just we'll go do that. We'll go from the bottom of the West and go up and and we'll find the teams that say oh I don't trade this this person for Luka Doncic. Is there anyone on the Chicago Bulls that they are not trading for Luka Doncic? They're trading everyone. They're trading everyone, right? Yeah. yeah. One of those things, like, would would you trade um, marketing and Wendell Carter? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm doing that. Like, would you rather trade, like, marketing and Dunn and Holiday and the rest of the roster and keep Carter? Of course. But if I'm, if I'm the Mavericks, I say no. I say no. Right. I, there's yep. not one trade Chicago could, could give me for Luka yeah. Doncic. Not one. All right. What's the next team? We got the Hawks. Cleveland, got Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers. Well, I. No, no, not, there's no one. Not, <laughs> nope. like, even I'm, less. Even less other than the Bulls. Yeah. Um, maybe Rodney Hood. I wouldn't trade him. <laughs> you and your obsession with left-handed players. <laughs> what happened? That that's the way I was going with that. And, the, and then players. And the ironic team at the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. Oh, not give up Trey Young. That's the joke that needs to be made here. They, they, they won't give up Trey Young. I would pass on Trey Young. Oh my gosh. I mean, but, uh, yes. Then we have the the New York Knicks. Right, would, so it comes down to Porzingis here, right? The closest one so far, obviously. I would, I would keep Porzingis, especially with his age, the injury. I think he's, yeah, I would, Porzingis is the only one. Yeah, but but here's the thing: but, if if you can think of it from both perspectives, if the Dallas Mavericks come calling to the New York Knicks and they say, "Hey, we'll give you Luka Doncic for for Porzingis right now at this moment today," if you're the Knicks, I say yes. As would I, because the fact of the matter is, we haven't seen like Dirk. Would Dirk would be the last guy that's that's done something at a like seven foot player range, like win a championship for a team? You know, the premium position in basketball is is a small forward. I think followed by the point guard. Like that's the things that's the things that everyone wants. And if you can go ahead and get Luca, who we know it so far is healthy, who's probably going to get healthier mm-hmm. <laughs> based on his body composition. Porzingis, who, who shows out really good for three months of the season, then he's done, even if he doesn't get hurt. Um, no, I would, I would trade Porzingis. I'm gonna differ with you guys on this one. I'm going. To, I'm keeping Porzingis. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not Call the roll in because I'm making better. Not to mention three years of team control remaining on his current contract versus Porzingis, who has to get a new deal this year. That money. With this, with all the uncertainty too, man, I I don't do it at all. If if I'm the if I'm the Mavericks and that that call comes, I I just I just say no. I was like, there's, there's not even like I hang up because I don't want like, don't don't want any part of that because I mean, the injury history alone with 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 him being a seven footer, uh, not a three. Even though Fizdale may may want Porzingis to play the three, like I I just can't I can't do it. Yeah, I could not either. All right. Moving up, Brooklyn. 
No Real one. Everyone, trade them all. Trade them all. Washington, man, Washington wishes they could, like, I would. Trade John Wall straight up for Luca. <laughs> Honestly, I, everyone would be super upset at the at the Mavericks. My goodness. Uh, Bradley Beals probably the, is the top person here. And if I'm the Mavericks, I say no. Yep. Yeah. I don't want Bradley Beal. I don't. It, it's a, uh, say he, Bradley Beal is a better player than Luca right now, probably by a small margin. But and and John Wall too, honestly, but not mm-hmm. by a lot. And, and it's not a trade that you make. Yeah, especially the contracts involved, all that stuff. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Miami Heat, you already said no. No, I mean, Orlando no, Magic that's better, but no. Orlando Magic, their best trade piece. I mean, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, but Jonathan Isaac, Jonathan Mobamba. Saying it's something I wouldn't trade. Yeah, like if if, if yeah, Jonathan Isaac, God, you're my mom. You're right. If, if the uh, if the Mavericks called up, I would say, yeah, you know the the roster aside from Jonathan Isaac, I would trade. I would trade. I would trade Jonathan Isaac. I would trade the entire. I mean, actually, here's the thing: they wouldn't. They might not because, um, like Luka Doncic would go against everything that John Hammond has ever uh, thought about as far as he wanting long, athletic, rangy defenders. But I mean, if, if we're being honest, there's no one on Orlando. Who could really? I mean, Luka Doncic. I'd rather have him than anyone in Orlando. I say I would. I agree with you, but objectively, like Jonathan Isaac, he has the measurables, the like in, in terms of value on the contract. Like he has the, the 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 rare set of skills that, like, yeah, he he could he could be more valuable than Luka. In a heartbeat, not even close for me. I don't disagree with you. I'm just not even I, close. I'm going to be the objective one here you're not being objective because like one year less cost controlled. And what has he actually done yet? Other than just be long and, and look nice in summer league. What has he done? Okay. We can move on. I, I, I don't actively disagree. Okay. Charlotte. Uh, Kemba is the only one and no, because he's about to get a huge contract. Man, if it would have been like Kemba, the beginning of this contract, would you got? Would you have done it? I mean, that then then we're then we're we're at least getting closer. But then it's like, how do you know that he's gonna be doing all this stuff? I mean, you, yeah, you know. he, I feel like as if he's regressed quite a bit over the last few weeks. So yeah. people yeah. can calm down. With all right, Detroit. We we already said anybody, the whole team for Luca. I'd do it. Um, I if I were Detroit, I'd trade everyone for Luca. Okay. Uh, the Boston Celtics. Now, this is where things get interesting. All right, it is. This this is the team where things get interesting. Um, first off, let's go. So Al Horford's gone. If if I mean, yeah, pro- pro- probably. I mean, if you get Luca and you could trade, trade Al Horford, uh, okay, yeah. sad, fine, whatever. It, it's it's Tatum for me and Kyrie if he's if he's signed up. Yep. Yeah. If, if I'm Boston, if I'm Boston. I don't trade Tatum, but it's it's basically just because like okay, I'm invested in this guy. Luca and Tatum are looking really nice as far as the you know where they're projected to go. I'd rather I'm just gonna stick with my guy because I I know what I have in him, and with Luca, it's like yeah, I think I know what I have in, with him as well. But I'm just sticking with my own guy. So t- I think Tatum for me is the line where I would not trade him. For Luca, if I'm Boston, 
Yeah, and also Jason Tatum, like if Luca gets in shape, he's not going to be the athlete Jason Tatum is. He yeah. might be a better. He's a pro, he's definitely a better facilitator. Yeah. He, like shooting wise, they're pretty equal right now. But like Jason Tatum's already a better athlete, if, and he's probably going to get a little bit more athletic. Like, yep. not not a lot, but more. And like I said, Kyrie would be a guy I wouldn't trade if he was signed up. But he's Kyrie. not signed up. I don't know, man. Oh, if Kyrie signed up, uh, for me, I if I have Kyrie and, and he's he's at as healthy as he can be. He's one of the top players in the NBA, and, and that's what you expect if you're trading, if you're going to trade for, for Luka. That's what but, I'm saying. Go but ahead. the injuries are what they are, and this is a guy who's about to get a bigger contract who is also saying, you know what? This probably is my last contract. I'm probably not sticking around much longer than that. I'm not sure. Knowing Danny Ainge, he would probably do it. If I mean, if if, if they the Celtics cares about future assets, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Knowing Danny Ainge, you would do it. <laughs> like, like this is a trade that Danny Ainge shouldn't make because the Boston Celtics, you know, if they can get their action together, they have a legitimate chance this year with with their team. Um, and so that's one of the ones where it's like, okay, probably not because, you know. But I I I don't know. It's it, if you're thinking future, it's like, man, I could have, like, I could have uh, Jason Tatum. I could have. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, Jalen Brown. I could have all these guys on these on these rookie deals, and I could just see Danny Ainge go, just like floating off into oblivion, just in <laughs> super, you know, super thrilled about what's going. I I don't know. I I understand. I understand where you're coming from. If you're like, if you're saying no, don't trade Kyrie. But at the same time, if you're if you're Danny Ainge, looking ahead, ooh, no, yeah, it's, if it's, if Kyrie is signed up, yeah, yeah. But come off season time. Ooh, true. Indiana Pacers. Mm, me Aha. personally. Victor. Honestly, Victor and Sabonis. That's personally for me. Those are the only two guys. Sabonis. So you're saying, and I get it. I understand being being a Homer fan. You got your young guys. You got them looking nice, feeling good about them. But, but you're saying that if. Dallas called and was like, you know what? We really like Sabonis looks nice. We really want the next, you know, guy to, to kind of he, he plays the role that Dirk played and whatever. And so we're gonna trade you Luka Doncic for Sabonis. You're telling me that you're hanging up the phone without that deal being made? I don't know. I'm doing it because if Sabonis ever increases minutes, he's a guy for me. I believe he can be a legit 20 and 10 guy. He also is gonna be a viable passer, high shooting percentage from the two-point and three-pointer. So that's where I'm doing from my point of view. I feel like he's barely scratched the surface. That's why I'm doing it. It's such a big homer pick for those of the only. That's why. Hate me all you want. I'm driving to the airport. I know you are. I'm I'm throwing in a first round pick just just on the just because I feel like I need to. I would feel bad. Just doing that trade straight up, I would I would decline it and then offer more for him because Luka Doncic. If I'm getting him, like, I'm sorry, I, I just yeah, sorry. you better be sorry. Yeah, I, I I love Sabonis. I think more than more than Elkin, and I couldn't I couldn't say no. <laughs> I would say no. Good thing you guys aren't Pacers fans. Get out of here. All right, let's go Milwaukee. Uh, Depressing conversation. So, with Milwaukee, you don't trade Giannis. Yep, and that's it. Yep. I mean, you don't you don't you don't trade Giannis because 
Giannis has the length. He, he can't, you know, he's not there for quite shooting, but right now he's an MVP candidate and you don't trade the MVP for the rookie of the year, even if the rookie of the year is awesome. What about at the end of the year and Chris Middleton signed up for four more years? Talking about team construction, fit. Middleton's a better defender, better player right now. Like, if we're going to talk about hypotheticals, because Dallas obviously would never trade Luka. Like, if let's just fast forward to it's the end of the offseason and Chris Middleton signed up for four more years, whatever his contract comes to be. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the thought there? Dallas makes the trade if it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, they, they already got his brother there, right? So, yes. I mean, like, theoretically, they'd like to get him over there anyways, but they're, they're making that trade. They're they're not happy about it with because Luca just went off and gave them the victory. But this is this is if if you're Milwaukee, yes, roster construction. But just don't don't give Chris Middleton that that deal to lock you in if that's what you're concerned about. You don't you don't make a trade to get off of Giannis, who is pro- currently the MVP. Probably no, I was talking about Chris or, Middleton. Oh, Chris Middleton. Oh, no, oh we're not getting Giannis under no circumstances. Well, under no yeah. circumstance are you trading for Chris Middleton. It, like he's not no, no. I'm sorry. Not at all. Same. All right. Chris Middleton was not an option. See, I, this, Chris Middleton was such not an option in my mind that I did I thought we were still talking about Giannis. Okay, so. let's just go on and go ahead and go to Philadelphia 76ers. Now, the Sixers, <laughs> I honestly I would I would trace I would trace Simmons for Luca. Oh man. I would do that trade. Oh man. See, this is this is this is where I it gets can. interesting. First off, First off, let's go, let's go. Let's go. So Jimmy Butler, you're trading Jimmy Butler in a heartbeat. Yeah. You're, you're trading him in a heartbeat. Number of reasons. You don't want to give him a big contract. You just don't want to do that. So that's fine. Are we okay? We're, we're okay there, right? I'm keeping yeah. a beat. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I'm keeping a beat. I'm not trading Embiid if I'm the Sixers. I'm the I'm Sixers. Not, but if he's, if he's healthy, if Embiid's healthy, for me, it feels like Embiid's one of the top players in the NBA. Yeah, he's like your Sabonis, basically. Oh, you <laughs> stop it! I knew I should have said he. All right, but would you guys? In all honesty, would you guys trade Embiid for Luca? If no. I'm, then I don't trade Embiid for Luca, because then after that, my team doesn't totally make much sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't because one Benjamin Simmons. But Ben Simmons, not a chance. But Ben Simmons. Here's the thing. If I'm concerned about the whole the rumors about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and and how all that works together, like it seems like Ben Simmons kind of cares about this stuff and and how the fans and everyone just is they flock to Embiid. Embiid is their process. If I'm concerned about that, why don't I get someone whose passing ability is rivaling Ben Simmons and the guy can shoot? That's what I'm thinking, and he's tall as well. Now he's not. He's not, he's not six nine. He's not, not as big as Sabonis, as is Simmons. But I'm doing. If it's Ben Simmons, I don't like doing it. I try asking for. I try asking for more because you know. But I sneakily really want to do that trade if I am the Philadelphia 76ers. If I'm Elton Brand, that's what I want to do. I understand. I understand you what saying no. It, it makes sense. It's very. It's very reasonable. Yeah, but I do that trade. I don't do it for an Embiid. I do it for either of the other two. 
Wouldn't be me. Ben Simmons is my favorite player. That does like honestly, I love everything about Ben Simmons. Fair enough. I get it. He's lefty. I get it. Um, Toronto. You have title aspirations this year. That's probably why you don't trade Kawhi Leonard. And and if he's and if 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 Kawhi's under a contract, let's say he does sign back with Toronto, I still don't trade him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. He's he's one of the talents, and I get it. Um. Yeah. So you, if you're Toronto, you talk yourself into saying, well. Even though there's uncertainty whether he's coming back or not, the fact that we're making a run for a title this year kind of eases that concern a little bit. And then if he re-ups, then I've got one of the best players long-term money, so I'm happy. So, yeah, I agree with you there. There's no Under no circumstances do you trade a top-five player for what might be a top-five player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're good. Ready for the West? Ready for the West. Phoenix, I trade anybody. That's true. I love Devin yeah. Booker, but I, I like I like Devin Booker too. But it, but you know what would have been really, go ahead. You know what would have been great just having Devin Booker with Luka Doncic. But no, I would trade. I wouldn't trade DeAndre Ayton for Luka though. Never would do that in a million years. <laughs> okay, I like DeAndre Ayton for the record. Let's let's like let's go easy on the slander. He's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it's, it's just he's the player after him. Yeah. Basically, but I, I do understand thing. I do understand Phoenix position though. Like when you have a guy with those type of tools, it's almost like he's not he's going to be a guaranteed All Star, but he's has that inclination towards there. It's really hard to say no. But I just felt was it at one point where any of us arguing for Jaron Jackson to go ahead? I like Jaron Jackson. I thought that he should have been. I, I thought Lucas should have been picked the first, no matter what. But over the DeAndre Ayton, Jaron Jackson train, I was on the – I kind of leaned a little bit toward Jaron Jackson, but I, you know, I was okay with Ayton. Because, like, 25 games in – we They were just saying it. Like, compared him to Chris Bosh. True. And that's <laughs> great for me. I mean, but 25 games in, I'd rather have Jaron Jackson Jr. right now than as, – As far as the draft goes, I mean, I feel as though the Hero mm-hmm. Podcast did pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. I do think so. Yeah, no, I, I think the um, like the thing about DeAndre Ayton is that he uh, it's just hard to tell when you play for the Suns. The Suns have nothing going on for them. Like he would, yeah. he and like he's not as positionally flexible as Jaron Jackson Jr. But like we'll see in a year or two. Like mm-hmm. you know, especially the Grizz, the Grizz fall off the map because yeah. they're 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 um stars around him get old. We'll see. It's, it's 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 a lot easier to be a really effective player playing for a good team. Like I honestly think that um, one Mikael Bridges would be thriving in Philadelphia right now, or maybe he'd be thriving in Minnesota by now, if yeah. uh, if he was still on that team. That's true. That's true. All right, let's go Houston. Houston. Yikes! I don't trade James Harden. I'm not I don't trade James. James Harden, but yikes that they're the 14th team as far yeah. as record goes. That's just <laughs> that is true. True. But yes, um, I don't trade James Harden. Man, that'd be a fun team, Luca and James Harden. That'd be kind of step backs all around for everyone. <laughs> just, just a, a, a forever step back. Um, Spurs. I'm everybody, trading. I trade. Everybody. Nobody, nobody sticks from that team. Pelicans. Not, no, Anthony Davis. not trading Anthony Davis because I, I, still would, I would. I would. Ethan, 
Not sure Anthony Davis. Not because it, not nothing against Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a top five player. You don't trade a top five player. But he seems like he's gone. So I'll take Luca. Here's the thing. He just not like it, it. We've not really gotten to the point where he it actually like there's. I mean, yes, there's rumors, but no one. It's not like he's come out and said, ah, I'm not super happy being here or, you know, I don't get out ahead of it. This is, this is the time you can actually get Luca for him. <laughs> That's oh, true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, I mean, I get, I, you know. <laughs> if Luca lets you tank. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's not letting the Dallas Mavericks tank uh, so well. Uh, Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. This is this is a curious one. You are bidding Carl Anthony Towns adieu. No, I can't. I can't handle this guy. Oh man, this is funny. I'm keeping Carl Anthony Towns. He's really good, but um, I'm. I don't know. I I feel like I've been sold a bill of goods with him. Like he was supposed to. Like he was supposed to be this defensive guy coming out of Kentucky, and his offense was going to come around pretty quickly, but. It's been the exact opposite. And man, like, I hate banging on people for defense because, like, you know, James Harden doesn't play any defense. But when you're a center, you, you actually do have to play defense because you're the last line defense of the rim. And if people get layups, layups are the easiest shot to make. So, um, I don't know. I think I might have to. I get it. I, I get the, like, you if you're not quite sold on him, but if you're doing that, then I try to also attach Andrew Wiggins in that trade. You know, yeah. you got to get off the money. <laughs> yeah. We, th- we throw in Deandre Jordan and I mean, everyone, but yeah, it's just, ah, yeah, I, that's an interesting one there, but yeah, I think I, I mean, Luca, especially being on his contract at the moment and not being super, super sold on the viability of Carl Anthony Towns, being able to bring you that championship. I don't know. Utah Jazz. What you thinking? You turn away blood. I'm trading Donovan Mitchell. I'm uh, trading Donovan Mitchell for uh, Luka Doncic because, because Luka Doncic is, um, you know, six, six. He can pass. He can shoot. Not- He's not a uh, Utah Allen Iverson. He's not Utah Allen Iverson. Um, to be fair, I I, I want to blame a lot of that. Uh, I'm still in the blaming the Utah situation on a lot of the pieces around him. I've not have not you know taken any sort of uh, ownership of Luca's being sorry of Donovan Mitchell being bad because of him. I'm blaming everyone else, just so you know. Yes. But um, but yeah, I do that trade if I'm them. I mean. I think Utah thinks about doing that trade because, you know. And then in semantics, oh, again, that's your team control, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But although, yeah. although with the price that Donovan Mitchell comes with, like on a per year basis, because he was drafted at 13, um, you know, maybe, maybe that makes up for a little bit monetarily, you know, monetarily. But the, the real question is do we trade Joe Ingles? Never. Um, unfortunately, yes. But highest potential. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, no. Since he he is James Harden, we did. We said we weren't trading James Harden. I, I see where you're putting me with this. Yeah, you're right. I can't trade Joe Ingles either. All right. Let's kidding, go. Let's go to the next. Let's go. Sacramento Kings. Yikes. Darren Fox. I'm not. I'm not trading Darren. Oh, 
Uh, I'm trading De'Aaron Fox, and I love De'Aaron Fox, but I'm trading De'Aaron Fox. However, maybe not because I'm not trading De'Aaron Fox. I my, my guy avoided my team. So, yeah, if I'm Sacramento, i probably say no, although realizing that Luka Doncic would have somehow, like, you know, tried to block the trade in any way that he, he doesn't really have any ability to, but he would have tried to do something because he didn't want to go there in the first place. So, yeah, I like De'Aaron Fox a lot, and I think he's going to be really good. Potentially Russell Westbrook good, but actually a better shooter. So I'm going to stick with De'Aaron Fox. Yes. In a vacuum, I say yes, but in this situation, I say no. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Let's go to Portland. Ooh. I'm not trading Damian Lillard. I like what but. I have Damian Lillard. CJ. Oh, hey, CJ. Uh, Bye-bye. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, would, I would trade CJ. Damian Lillard, you got like a top 15 player in the NBA right there. CJ, I mean, okay, like both of them don't play defense. Um, True. Like I'm talking about Dame and CJ, but neither does Luca right now, other than those couple blocks on LeBron. But yeah, no. What's the one thing that the Blazers can't figure out is the three position. So go ahead and give me a three. So yeah, yeah. Luca every day. They were tall too, but regardless, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I fit. I I am tantalized by the uh, Dame Lillard uh, aspect of it, but I understand the I understand where y'all come where you guys are coming from. So. Memphis. Ooh, are we trading Jaron Jackson? Here? I'm trading the entire team because Luca should have been picked first in this draft. So okay. it's not even a consideration for me. Okay. But what about Noah? What? Joking Noah, top five in MVP voting one year. So oh. that was that was Memphis. Joking <laughs> um, Noah. He plays for Memphis, you see. I, understand. I see. I, I see that. Um, Los Angeles Lakers. So this is an interesting team. First off, all their young guys. I'm trading for Luca. Yes. It's only um, it's only LeBron and Michael Beasley that are. Are you trading now. LeBron James? No. 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 Just kidding. No. Only the Cleveland Cavaliers trade LeBron James. Yeah. That no. actually happened. People, look it up. It did. It it was, I'm, I'm so upset about it. <laughs> Yeah. But you're right, though. LeBron's off limits. Michael Beasley. Those are my two. <laughs> Don't shake your head at us. Clippers. Everyone. We're not trading Boban or Tobias Harris. You can, however, trade both of them together for Luka. But oh. you can't trade them separately. Kind of, oh. you know, that, that, that's all I got to say there, all right? Just be clear. I will trade everyone, but those two have to be paired and packaged together just for my soul. Yeah, now everyone's gone for me. As long as they, as long as uh, Toby and Bobby go together, yeah, maybe you gotta keep Montrez. Like, just make, just don't bring his Ooh. name up so he can be paired with Luca. Oh, Fair true. Enough. Oh, love those. All right, Denver. I'm keeping. I'm keeping Jokic. Treating everyone. It's a oh. tough one because. Well, I love Nikola Jokic. Treating everyone. I, I, I can't with a straight face. Complain about Carlton Towns' defense. And I talk about his. And then just skip over that with Jokic. So, nah, I, I would, for, for the sake of the league, I say no because that way, Luke, <laughs> that way the Nuggets can stay fun and relevant and yada, yada, yada. But, nah, man, like, 
go ahead and give me uh, Mason Plumley starting center, and I'll take Luca <laughs> at the three. You guys are whack. I don't agree with that. Get out of here. Oh man, it just comes down to this, man. Like you got, you, you, you can get the same thing in terms of passing with a little bit like with the, the dominant personality that Jokic just apparently does not have. Like if Jokic if Jokic had Luca's attitude, then it's a no. But he doesn't, so I won't. Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm. We're talking about from the point of view of the teams, right? I, I mean, mean, I'm talking value wise. Like I don't care about um, the teams. Like I we're probably like I would, I would not trade Paul George for Luke. That's that's one I would keep. I I would love. I would keep Paul George. But if you told me I could trade Russell Westbrook for Luca, I, I know mean, you would do it in a heartbeat, Ethan. You're very biased when it comes to that. I'm not biased. It's an opinion. You just dislike Russell Westbrook so much. It's only because of the way he plays and how he looks. Oh my goodness, Richard, how are you feeling, Russell Westbrook for Luca? If I don't think I can win with that team. And I'm sure they're talking themselves into it. But I'm trading everyone. Uh, trading everyone. Paul George is in your hands. You keep Paul George. I don't know. Richard probably think about the future, too. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. All right. Last team, Golden State Golden Warriors. Warriors. Definitely not trading Steph Curry. Or Dur- yeah. I'd trade Durant because he gone. <laughs> Listen, I'm trading. I'm trading. I'm trading Kevin Durant because he's going to be gone, and then I have cost-controlled Luka Doncic for a few more years, and I can I can keep the dynasty going. That's what's happening. That's what happens. Honestly, that would be really fun to have Luka Doncic on those Warriors. I know that would kill me basketball-wise as a fan, but that would be fun to watch. I wonder. I wonder if he'd get swallowed up by Draymond Green if he'd just go into a shell because Draymond Green would yell at him. <sighs> now he'd he just pass Draymond Green. He just he just find, uh, find a nice pass. Draymond would be like, "Whoa, I got the ball here! Wow!" So for you guys, for you guys, Steph Curry's the only guy on that team right now. Yeah, well, Steph Curry is top five player. He's under contract. You don't trade top five players. So let me let me just go back. OKC. Okay, they're they're the number one seed. I'm not trading either one of the guys because they're talking themselves into it. Uh, let me just go back and just change that so that I can go to Golden State and say I'm not trading Clay or Steph, um, because Clay is going to stick with me for forever. Yeah, you're adopting the Splash Brother, not getting. Um, but I do trade Kevin Durant because of where I anticipate all this going, and I've already won three. So I think I probably can win this year too, even if I don't have Durant and I just bring in Luca and I at least have a chance. I don't know if I, it's not solidified, but then I know that I am not die. You know, it's the future looks a whole lot easier, man, more manageable. So that that's where I stand in a nutshell though. Like if it's just, if you're playing park and you're pick your pick, your picks up and you can get Kevin Durant or Luca, you go Kevin Durant. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. If I knew Kevin Durant was sticking around beyond this year in uh, in Golden State, then I don't trade Kevin Durant. But I don't know that. In fact, I think he's not staying. So, yeah, I just want to make it clear, like all for the listeners, if they've stuck around this long, like not not all these trades are like, oh, we think Luke is better than this guy at the moment because he's not. But no, it is. It is about you take contract and your team where you see the player developing. 
because Kevin Durant, he's going to be 45 years old and still just shoot over the top of people. So, yeah. All right. We've made it to the end, guys. We thought this was going to be a short podcast. I I didn't. You didn't hear me like say we had to add more stuff one time. That was all me. Actually, no. I said I didn't mind a short podcast. That's what I said. Yeah. It's okay. It was good, guys. It was good. Anyone have big plans for post-podcast? Yeah, I got I got things. It's like school events. Do you have to watch the loins today? Yeah, but I really don't have to. I mean, if there was ever a game to miss, it would be this one. We're playing the Cardinals. Mm. Yeah. J- the Chosen Rosen, though. Yeah, I got I got things. Colts play the Texans. Both uh, after they decided not to show up against the Jaguars, and only for the Jaguars to go and get destroyed by Tennessee. That's what Jacksonville always plays us like. We're we're world beaters, and we're the <laughs> Super Bowl, and then they go out and then just stink it up every week after us. That's what you need. That's what you need. All right, fellas. Peace.